0: I find myself walking in the middle of a desolate place in uh, backwoods country in Maryland this morning. We finally, and by we, I mean the other branch chief and I finally worked out a schedule whereby we get more time, um, more time away from from work and more time with the families. But today I was lucky enough that we have a, a babysitter to watch over the peanut and i came for a walk and brought my camera with me and i'm taking some pictures of birds and just looking around there literally is nobody probably within two to three miles of me which is fine Uh, the last guy i saw was a hunter and he looked unhappy he looked like he didn't get anything today so it's been 90 days since the uh emergency operations center was stood up at the the health department where i work um it's, it's been My God, five months now since we knew of this virus from China, perhaps a little bit longer. There's about 45,000 people dead in the U.S. alone. Uh, Millions are infected. It's, it's, It's quite the thing. And you know, as an epidemiologist, you kind of dream of these scenarios and wonder what you'll do when they finally hit. And I had my first pandemic back in 2009 when the h1n1 flu came around and that was different for a variety of reasons Uh, number one it was the flu so we knew how to test for it right away and so we had testing available in only a matter of days um, not months like it's been taking here we also had uh, the technology for the vaccine readily available so it was all a matter of finding the right string to put into the vaccine and getting that up and running so we had a vaccine by that Late that summer, early that uh, fall. And then we also had, you know, some antiviral medication that would work. And, and it's different now because it's a whole new virus. We don't have a vaccine for it. Everybody is working for that. We probably won't have one anytime soon. Or if we do, it'll be so um, new that it'll be a while before we really see the effects of it. Because back in 2009, a lot of people had cross-reactions with the other vaccines, and so they were somewhat protected. But, um, you know, we've been working a lot. And uh, these days that we're off are very much welcomed. And uh, really do refresh the mind and the body to get back into it and work those 12, 14, 16-hour days sometimes. So, I've um, been thinking a lot about my parents and my in-laws and hello to you if you're listening to this because the people that are getting affected the most by this are people who are um over the age of 60 have comorbidities my dad just got over colon cancer a couple of years ago Uh, my mom is overweight obese um you know diabetes runs in the families etc 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 and you know it's I went to a nursing home the other week to look at their local epidemic there in the nursing home and saw how people can deteriorate and die. Not just from this, but just in general. You know, nobody's immoral. Um, then again, nobody wants to live forever. And it just makes me wonder, you know, the impact that we have in our lives and the things that we do so that we live in a certain way beyond our natural lives so some people set up institutions scholarships some people write books they make art they write songs other people have children and they teach those children to carry on their traditions forward and we all seem to be doing that um a little more delicately these days i guess we all were reminded as a world of how um delegate life is. And mind you, this is just a virus that's taking out like 1%, 2%, 3% maybe um, of the population. It's not something that can take out 30 or 40 or 50% like uh, previous uh, pandemics have done. Uh, I'm thinking of the deaths, the black Death, and the flu in 1918. So, you know, what are you doing so that you can live on on your natural life I know that I take my photographs I write my blog posts I record my my podcasts um, I, I find ways to be creative and create things that hopefully will outlive me and then I have my little one who um, I'm trying to teach the ways of the wren, <laughs> um, making her a good human being somebody who will help anybody who's in need and will stand up to injustice and uh, try to do things right even if she stumbles and makes makes mistakes along the way um, she will help as many people as possible achieve wonders uh, great and small If if she wants to we'll see <laughs> it all remains to be seen so I just want to remind you that yeah you know it's scary yeah um people die and 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 move on but um little bits of us remain certainly little bits of people along my life who had passed away still live inside of me in some of the little things that i do that they did and they taught me how to do so you know it's scary but don't be too scared and that's all i have for you today thank you for listening